Welcome to the Weekly, I'm Daniel Sommerfeld. Today we'll be looking at the 2011 World Series, the Rangers and the Cardinals. The Rangers could win an unexpected ring, the Cardinals looking to take home a very much expected ring. Game 6, is it the greatest game of all time? Who deserved to win it? How did it happen? Let's find out today in the Weekly. We go through every game, the context, the antics, the players, the plays, how it all happened, what it led up to, everything. Let's dive right in. Game one, three to two, Cardinals. The Cardinals struck first in the fourth with two runs, but the very next inning, Mike Napoli hit a two-run home run. Alan Craig, remember that name, hit a go-ahead RBI single in the bottom of the sixth inning, and the Cardinals would hold that mere one-run lead for the rest of the game. They had momentum going into game two. Game two was very exciting, though the score was only two to one Rangers. No scoring happened until the bottom of the seventh inning after great outings from both Rangers pitcher Colby Lewis and young Cardinals pitcher Jamie Garcia. Alexio Gondo, the first Rangers reliever of the game, allowed an RBI single to, guess who, Alan Craig, who gave the Redbirds a one nothing lead. Cardinals relievers Fernando Salas and Mark Roshevsky held down the fort until the top of the ninth when Cardinals closer Jason Mott came in. Jason Mott had been great all year, but he gave up a sacrifice fly to both Josh Hamilton and Michael Young to score two runs and give the Rangers a 2-1 lead. A couple singles and a walk led to the Rangers leading the game 2-1 and winning a 2-1 after a flawless ninth inning from Naftali Feliz. The series was now tied one to one. Game three is always a turning point. A team can lead three nothing, another team can come back from a 2-0 deficit, and sometimes, like this, it's tied one to one. The Cardinals won it decisively, 16 to seven. This game was meant to give the Cardinals a much-needed confidence boost after a couple days ago when their bullpen threw a potential 1-0 lead away. While their bullpen allowed three runs in the fifth and one in the seventh, not the greatest outing, the Cards' bats got going finally, scoring two runs in the fourth through seventh inning, every single inning between those, and scoring one apiece in the eighth and ninth. Many thought the Rangers were through after this game, that it was about to be a wipeout. But just the next day... Game 4 threw those many back on their heels. The Rangers would win Game 4 not as decisively, 4 to nothing. The Rangers came home and gave their fans something to cheer for when superstar Josh Hamilton hit an RBI double in the very first inning. The real star of this game, though, was star pitcher Derek Holland. He threw a no-hitter through seven and two-thirds innings. His final line was eight and a third, with two hits, two walks, and seven strikeouts. But most importantly, no earned runs on 116 pitches. 
Of course, the bullpen yesterday had to use a lot of arms after losing 16-7, to so this performance from Holland was absolutely huge. What all the momentum came on throughout the series was on the first home run of the series for the Rangers, a Mike Napoli three-run home run in the bottom of the sixth. Neftali Feliz would close the game out, and just like that, the series would be tied at two. This game was very fun and would have been the best game of the series if Game 6 wasn't what it was. Game 5, the Rangers win 4-2 in their final home game of the season because Game 6 and 7, of course, are played in St. Louis. The Rangers would win. This game was a huge turning point for the Rangers and the Cards had been especially good at home, so they really did not want to play the Cardinals at home, having to win both games to stay alive. The Cardinals would start the momentum shift, though, as they would start Game 5 with a walk, wild pitch, walk, single, and ground out in the very second inning. Just like that, Rangers pitcher C.J. Wilson had given up two very precious runs considering Chris Carpenter, the Cardinals pitcher that day, had been dominating the pitching scene in 2011. Today, however, he had two mistakes that he really wished he could take back. Mitch Moreland and Adrian Beltre respectively with home runs there to tie the game at two. Chris Carpenter really mad at himself there very visibly, and Adrian's Beltre bottom of the sixth solo blast really got him mad. CJ Wilson, the Rangers pitcher as I mentioned before, pitched five and a third innings and bounced back from that second inning madness, not allowing another run, and the bullpen did the same. Scott Feldman, Alexio Gondo, Darren Oliver, and Neftali Feliz all combined to allow just three hits in three and two-thirds innings to a very potent Cardinals offense. They also struck out five, meaning that the Rangers offense just needed to score one run to take the lead. If they didn't score one, they scored two. Wow, Mike Napoli, a two-run double in the bottom of the eighth inning, very, very clutch, especially in the Rangers' last home game. Now, all they needed to do was go into St. Louis and win just one of the two games there, and they would be World Series champions. Ron Washington was very, very excited. The Rangers players, very, very excited. The Cardinals players, out for revenge. Game six was what all of it led up to. The Cardinals in a must-win scenario. The Rangers really not wanting to have to go to a Game 7 because their pitchers were starting to get tired. Game 6, maybe the greatest game of all time? This is what the podcast is about. Game 6, 2011 World Series. 
Rangers lead the series 3-2, one win away from a World Series. Each player dreaming of that ring on their finger. This is all they want, right here, right now. Bush Stadium, St. Louis, October 27th, 2011. We started off with a bang as the Rangers would go into Bush Stadium getting an RBI single from Josh Hamilton in the very first inning. Cardinals fans were silenced, and the Rangers had momentum. In the bottom of the first inning, though, we got some payback. And it's one in the center. Back at the wall. Cardinals lead game six. Two to one as Berkman goes deep. After that home run, Bush Stadium was as loud as could be in St. Louis. Rangers fans there were silenced, but the majority, Cardinals fans, were absolutely crazy. Lance Berkman had the best postseason of his career and led the Cardinals to a 2-1 lead in the bottom of the first. Ian Kinsler, however, would tie the game in the second with a huge ground rule double. This led to a couple scoreless innings, but the Rangers would find the way to take the lead back. The Rangers would take a 3-2 lead after an error from Matt Holliday and a single from Mike Napoli. The lead wouldn't last very long. Jamie Garcia's last inning was in the third. He went three innings, allowed five hits, three runs, two of them earned, two walks, and struck out three. He was a very young prospect for St. Louis, so overall in the regular season and the postseason, he did a great job. Yadier Molina would come back in the next inning and ground out. An error on the other side by first baseman Michael Young would eventually cost the Rangers a run of their own after Molina's RBI ground out. But Michael Young would come back. He'd earn a little praise from his own team. Here's one into left center field. This ball's going to get down and go to the wall. Digging for third and coming around is Hamilton. And the Rangers have regained the lead. It's 4-3. Get this, another error, this time by third baseman David Freeze. You're going to want to remember that name, just like Alan Craig. He would put Josh Hamilton on base after his error, giving Michael Young the opportunity to score him with his RBI double. This 4-3 lead for the Rangers wouldn't last long either, however, as the Cardinals' offense was very potent in this game. This would be the end of the line for Rangers pitcher Colby Lewis. He kind of broke down in the fifth. A couple hits, a couple errors... It only resulted in one St. Louis run, though, but it was on a four-pitch walk. This would be the end of the season for him. He had five innings pitched with three hits and four runs. However, only two were earned runs. He also had three walks and four strikeouts. After that run, it was tied at 4-4, four to four, of course, and we go to the top of the seventh. After this, all hell broke loose. One -oh pitch. Cruz, and the Rangers have a 6-4 lead in the seventh. 
Wondering why there wasn't a pause in between the two home runs? Well, they were back-to-back home runs. That means there were home runs hit and back-to-back at-bats for the same team. The Rangers would lead it 6-4 to after Adrian Beltre and Nelson Cruz's home run. Both of those guys ended up having great big league careers, and Nelson Cruz is actually still in the league. He's having a great career as well. So, the Rangers lead it 6-4. to They had a ton of momentum. Their bench was going crazy. And at this point, a lot of baseball fans knew. This game was something special. Lots of crazy momentum shifts, a lot of turns, both pitchers out early. But that one was a big momentum shift for the Rangers. The inning wasn't over yet, though, as the Rangers would get some more padding on their lead. Ian Kinsler would get an RBI single, and the Rangers now led by three. They just had to get nine outs without allowing three runs, and they were World Series champions. Their bullpen had been great. They had a ton of momentum. But this game was not even close to over. Those nine outs were very, very hard to get. In the bottom of the eighth, Alan Craig would hit an absolute moonshot. Remember him? He hit a home run to make it 7-5 to five in Game 6. Now, Jason Mott would come up to pitch for the Cardinals. He was facing the heart of the Rangers' order. The last time he pitched was in, actually, Game 2. After that blown lead, 1-0 became 2-1. to one. Well, he set down the heart of the Rangers' order, 1-2-3, proving that that was just a silly mistake. These outs were the biggest game for the Cards, as now he went to the bottom of the ninth. 3 more outs. That's all the Rangers needed. All they needed to do was get three outs without allowing two runs. Seems pretty simple. Well, the Cardinals didn't make it so easy on them. Neftali Feliz, the Rangers' closer, just had to get three outs, right? He'd been the Rangers' star closer. He'd been one of the best in the league in all-star. He had the best postseason ERA that any Rangers' closer has ever had even up to this date. Rangers fans were getting their champagne out. Cardinals fans were ready for the embarrassment. But the Cardinals players, they didn't want to go down so easy. Play-by-play, bottom of the ninth, 7-5 Rangers. Ryan Terrio, up against Neftali Feliz, he struck out swinging on three pitches. Feliz was feeling confident, but now he had to face Albert Pujols. Now star first baseman, just signed with the Dodgers. He's probably about done with his career, but he wasn't done nine years ago. He would hit a line drive double right over Josh Hamilton, the center fielder's head. He'd get a double off that, and so now the tying run was up at the plate. Lance Berkman would come up to the plate, and he would work an eight-pitch walk. A great job by Berkman to work out Neftali Feliz, and now Alan Craig would come up to the plate. I told you to remember his name, but now is not really his time. He would strike out looking on one of the most questionable calls in MLB history that still looked at to this date. What would have happened if Alan Craig had ended up getting a hit or a walk? Well, maybe it wouldn't have been so different as it was when David Freeze came up to the plate. Scores. 
After this, we hear Joe Buck say unbelievable, and his voice cracks even more. We went to the top of the 10th because the Cardinals could not get that runner in from third. So, we'd have Ian Kinsler. He'd pop out to first base. But Elvis Andrews, still facing Jason Mott, would hit a hard ground ball right up the middle for a single. Then came up Josh Hamilton, the Rangers' young star in center field. What would he be able to do in such a clutch situation? Now we go to the bottom of the 10th. The Rangers needed three more outs to win the World Series. Darren Oliver would come in the game for the Rangers, and he would have to face Daniel Descalzo, John Jay, and Kyle Loesch. At least. Descalzo would single, Jay would single, and Kyle Loesch would have the best bunt we've ever seen in a World Series. An absolute beauty. Now Descalzo was on third, Jay was on second, both of them had great speed, but Terrio, he did a little job. He had a ground out to third base. It ended up scoring a run because it was so slow, and that would bring up Albert Pujols. Cardinals fans were on their feet until they realized that the Rangers were making a very smart move. They were intentionally walking the big superstar. So now, Lance Berkman, who had already hit a two-run home run back way in the first inning, he'd have a shot to either make the last out or to send his team home. He did neither. He kept the game going. In the air to right center. This game is tied. Going to third is Pujols. And it's 9-9. Well, if you weren't watching this game, I don't know what you were doing on October 27, 2011, but you were missing out. We now went to the 11th inning where Jake Westbrook would come in the game for the Cardinals. He'd have to face the heart of the Rangers order, and he'd shut them down with the excuse of Mike Napoli's single. So now, we went to the bottom of the 11th inning. The Cardinals just needing one run to force a Game 7 at their home stadium. Bush Stadium was absolutely crazy. You can hear it through the TV. It's hard to hear the announcers at this point. The first batter would be David Fries. Do you remember him? He's the guy who hit that triple in the ninth inning to tie the game and send it to extra innings. The Rangers, I don't think they liked him very much, and their hatred of him would only grow. Freeze hits it in the air to center. We will see you tomorrow night. David Freeze's home run was really the end of this series. Game 7s are obviously very exciting, but this one was never very close. Everybody was hyped up for it, and the Cardinals never lost their lead, momentum, or anything after the first inning. St. Louis won the 2011 World Series 4-3, and the Rangers went home humiliated. Well, not really. See, they were second or third in their division. At least, that's what their prediction said, right? Well, they plowed through every opponent in the regular season. They plowed through every opponent in the first season. 
Ron Washington, now Braves third base coach, should be very proud of himself for how he did in 2011. The Rangers became contenders for the next couple years, while the Cardinals started falling off the year after. The Cardinals are probably going to win the NL Central this year, but that division really is nothing compared to some of the other divisions in baseball. So, who really won the World Series? Obviously, the Cardinals got the rings, the glory, all the hype. But was it the Rangers who really won as a franchise? At least for the next couple years, because now the Rangers are just trash.